Welcome to a special episode of the Movie Babble podcast. Now, obviously, Oscar season just ended. And yes, it was long. It was tiring. Maybe it was too much for some people at some times. But uh, we're here to talk about more Oscar stuff. I mean, why why, why wouldn't we do this, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So we've got myself joined by Nick and Jonathan today. Um, how you guys doing? Firstly, Nick, uh, what's up? Um, yeah, last Oscar season was too much for me, but... I guess like Al Pacino and Godfather Three, they just pulled me back in. I'm here. How's it going, <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan? How you doing? Um, you know, I wanted to take a longer break from Oscars, especially after my channel and all that bullshit. But I, I can't resist. I can't resist. <laughs> Honestly, like this is this is the time of the year where I, I think of it as a blank canvas, right? Just mm-hmm. it's completely blank. We we can throw so much at the wall here, and our imagination yeah. is just going to be running. It, this to me is it, it's arguably the most fun time of the season and then you have kind of a few months of like kind of laying dormant and it gets fun again by fall but yeah. this is a good time for oscars just to kind of throw it at the wall and see what's yeah because right now all these movies are like good like theoretically like in our heads exactly yeah. all it's the best good. version of what they're going to be right <laughs> yeah exactly. all these things are masterpieces yep. where it's all, yep. all of them are just the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life <laughs> you know fair enough that being said this year does look like it's going to be a one for the ages, personally, in, in my opinion. I think with just the way things went last year with kind of a big delay in uh, a lot of movies, uh, this year seems to be, I wouldn't call this year two years in one. I call it like a year and a half in one. Like, it seems like there's yeah. certainly a, a packed slate. And like, I went down to just a huge list of, of release dates and, and movies that are set to come out. And I'm like, all this in one in one Oscar season, like it's going to be a bloodbath in, in some of these categories. But uh, I'm excited to talk about it. So we're going to start with a best picture. We kind of got a strong five, and then kind of a bottom five, and then a few that we're going to keep our eyes on here. Um, Nick, how about you kick us off here with your uh, with your big oh, five? Here we go. All right, I'm ready. So I feel like so I guess we should I should preface this where I'm probably the wild card of the three of us where I'm. I'm throwing some shit on here where it's like that, that'll probably get a nomination, but also I just want to see cool things that I think I will like. Well, I guess that I like in my head right now because I haven't seen the movies. But um, so I'm pulling for you guys to make the more sensible choices out of all of us. But <laughs> my top five, the ones I feel most good about are um, I have number one, I have In the Heights, which just looks like what? it's going to be a big time event in theaters and Jonathan Whoa. is already going nuts. This is great. Right off the this is bat. Great. I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Number two, soggy, soggy bottom, uh, PTA, PTA head over here. So yeah, that one's going to be great. Um, yeah. Number three, uh, the tragedy of Macbeth, which actually just sold to um, Apple TV plus right before we got on here. Yeah. So it looks like, I think killers of the flower moon looks like it's gonna be a 22 release for them. But um, it yeah. looks like they're starting to make headway and becoming like big contenders in awards races here. So I have that. And then four, I have the French Dispatch. Um, just I think it's just going to be Wes Anderson mm. love. We've wanted this. I feel like this is one of the big, more indie-ish movies that people have been clamoring for for a really long time. I think that also is, it'll be one of those movies where it's so good below the line that it could get it could be one of those mm. movies kind of like we saw with mank where it gets maybe 10 nominations yeah. but no maybe no actor nominations because everyone is in that movie and it's like an anthology Good story point. it looks like and then my last one is don't look up adam mckay's movie coming out on netflix um seems like it's basically a global warming movie um with uh, dicaprio and jennifer lawrence 
I can already feel the awful discourse surrounding this movie now. Like just I can I can <laughs> yeah. thinking of all of it in my head. But um, I think there's gonna be a big push for this one. It's got big stars, Adam McKay. It's got the Netflix uh, backing behind it. I think this will probably be their biggest one that they push come award season. So uh, yeah, those are my five. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's also I mean Adam McKay's track record now. You you can kind of pencil him in as someone who's a player. Yeah. I mean. Big, big short and vice back to back best picture nominees. Right. And that, I mean, he's for me, I think that's a, a safe pick, but uh, Jonathan, what you got kind of for your big five here, uh, best picture. Yeah. So I guess more of my risk comes a little bit later. So I'm going to feel kind of boring with the top five. I'm not going to lie. Um, so soggy bottom PTA. I feel like that's going to be a common theme for everybody. Uh, Nightmare Alley, Guillermo del Toro coming back after shape of water. I mean, I've only seen those set images of pictures, but looks like it could even be a player below the line as well. So that's big. House of Gucci, I'm I'm kind of all in. I don't feel like that confident about it because Ridley Scott is great, and we'll, I know we'll talk about him more. I'm sure he kind of puts out some meh a little bit sometimes, but I'm all in on that one. I'm all in. Canterbury Glass, David O. Russell's movie. Technically, it's untitled, but it's it's hard to deny him with the Oscars when he really wants to, regardless of how you feel about him or his movies. It's kind of hard to deny out of that one. And then this is where I kind of struggle with the fifth one. I almost want to go big, but I'm once again I'm going to be boring. I'm just going to copy the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, that's a that's a solid five. Some similar stuff here for me. So I got Soggy Bottom at the top as well. I'm still hoping the title changes, um, but that's no. That's keep my the title; it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got tragedy of Macbeth um, right after that there, so number two. And you know, it, it, it's got a twenty-four plus Apple, so I think you're gonna you're, you're gonna have some good stuff. I mean, Apple's gonna bring that big financial backing. A twenty-four is gonna give it a theatrical run. I, I don't know. I feel like this one's gonna be pretty special. Then I got Nightmare Alley. Um, as you said, coming off a of Best Picture uh, a couple years back and Best Director. I mean, how could you deny that this thing's going to be big? Um, then I got Canterbury Glass, and then I got Next Goal Wins. I think oh, that's one that is going to strike a chord in a way that it's it's one of the movies this season that makes everyone happy and laugh and just feel good. Wow. I think, I mean, so we'll get into it now. Let's jump into these 15 it. movies that we've thrown out yeah, here. Yeah, 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 let's do it. Let's um, but... Next goal wins for me is one that, I mean, Taika Waititi now has proven himself to be, I mean, he's an Oscars guy now. Like he's been invited. He's won. He's won a best adapted screenplay. Jojo Rabbit was a, I mean, when you look back at it now, maybe it was top four out of the best picture race, maybe that year. I don't know, but he, he won adapted screenplay. It got, I think it snuck into editing if I'm not mistaken that year. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a player. And I think this movie's going to have less controversy. There isn't that whole Hitler element. So take take that. We don't out. know this. There could be Hitler in this movie. We don't know. <laughs> could be playing soccer. I mean, I mean, take that out, and I think you're gonna have just a smash hit and just a very uplifting movie. And this is kind of alluding to a later pick that I have for one of the acting slots. But um, I, 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 I think this is one that's that's gonna do some business. Uh, but but yeah, let's uh, let's look at kind of the movies that seem to be striking uh, with with all three of our rankings here. And Soggy Bottoms, the one. That we're all talking about why are we talking about this what's 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 the big deal it's just pta that's literally i don't i know i know nothing about this movie except that it's in the 70s and i think it's about an actor yeah. right coming of age movie with an actor so i think bradley cooper right. is like a supporting yeah. character in it 
But it's just, it's PTA, and the, the Academy went nuts for Phantom Thread last time. It kind of felt like that was, like, the Academy being, okay, PTA, we see you, you're amazing, here you go. And there was, like, six nominations. Yeah. Um, so I feel like this movie is just going to be, it's a movie about Hollywood, it looks like, or at least about filmmaking. So that's another notch in its bag there. But it's just, it's a PTA movie, that's why. Yeah, I mean... I'll I'll kind of play devil's advocate advocate a little bit. I don't I don't I don't know I don't know exactly how they feel about PTA overall because Nick makes a good point about Phantom Thread. But if I remember correctly, that was like a surprise. Yeah. Like yeah, Oscar that was like a last second morning. kind of thing. Yeah. That was like a, a surprise, and obviously he got in for There Will Be Blood, but some of his other movies haven't been embraced all that much. Even like Magnolia or Boogie Nights. Not that they get shut out. But not embrace as you would. Obviously, inherent vice, pretty much ignored. So, I I'm just I don't know how this one is gonna be. I'm hearing that it's probably gonna be like his most accessible, which is why so many people, obviously including myself, have Soggy Bottom there. But I'm I'm hoping it's his time because he's a master. But there's some things to be a little, you know, on the mind. No, for sure. I think one thing we, we have to address is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son starring in this thing. Oh, I didn't uh, even Cooper know that. Hoffman, right? Oh, I th- cool. Yeah. I think that's a really cool... Th- I mean, obviously, Paul Thomas Anderson and Philip Seymour Hoffman were really close, right? And they, they yeah. certainly right. had a great great working relationship. So, I mean, to bring his son in here, he's 18 years old. It's a coming-of-age story about, about a young actor, right? And, I mean, what is this, a young actor? I, I, I just think it fits really well. I think it'll be good... And uh, one thing that I do want to throw out there, really off topic here, but I think, I mean, Bradley Cooper seems to be, it looks like he's going to have quite the year this year. I yeah. feel like this is his best chance at a Oscar victory this year. I know a lot of people are thinking Nightmare Alley for the lead role, but I, I feel like that's just going to be such a big ensemble movie. I don't know. I feel like throw him in as a supporting actor in this movie. He's got like, I don't know if you guys saw the set photos, but he looks kind of interesting in there. Um, yeah. I, I feel like there'll be a case for him at some point. But yeah, I think... You're right, John. I mean, it, it seems like it's going to be his most accessible. It seems like it. And he's been kind of, he's had two big Oscar movies, There Will Be Blood and uh, Phantom Thread, obviously. The other ones seem to just land for the acting categories. He's really good at directing actors, right? Um, but I don't know. We all feel good about it. I'm really excited for it to come out uh, this fall. I didn't even mm-hmm. make the connection that it was, I guess I'm telling on myself for a later category, but I just saw Cooper Hoffman. I was like, oh, he's the lead. Cool. <laughs> Mark that down. <laughs> I didn't even make the connection, which shows that maybe I need to uh, improve my research skills a little bit. <laughs> I think it's I think it's really cool. I mean, we'll get into that in a bit, but now let's move down to um, I guess we'll talk a little bit about a big player here, which is Tragedy of Macbeth, right? And obviously that big acquisition. I think I think that helps it. Apple uh, jumping in there, so it's going to have that theatrical run from A twenty four. Then it. Then it'll land on Apple uh, TV Plus, and they—they they, it seems like they want to play. I mean, last year they got a taste, right? They—they they jumped in the game a little bit there. They got the Greyhound nomination. They got that Wolf Walkers nomination. They've gotten some Emmy love, um, but this is—it looks like now they want to jump into the Oscars, and this seems like the best shot to do it. We even could be looking at a Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, uh, Best Actor, Best Actress nomination, right? But yeah, it's it's, it's black and white. Joe Cohen. How could we deny putting this in our lists? Yeah, why is Ethan Cohen not doing this? Do we know? He's just like not around. He's busy. I don't know. It's it's the first time they haven't worked yeah, together. I know. Uh, it was strange. In some capacity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that's good that, that that to me is the only i wouldn't call it a red flag but that's the only thing for me that's like a light bulb or like a kind of like a yeah. eh, think about this a little bit more but i'm still confident yeah and you have i think it's bruno delbanel who did the uh cinematography for my beloved inside lewin davis who's doing the black and white cinematography on this oh yeah so um big fan of that there um yeah it's it's fun is is macbeth shakespeare yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> okay yeah okay yeah i mean i guess that is another like i guess like reddish flag they haven't really embraced like anything shakespeare like since shakespeare in love pretty much in my yeah. eyes yeah i got a feeling but, he's gonna update the the dialogue there a good bit. yeah it'll definitely modernize there'll, it. there'll it be a be. there'll be a cohen's flair in there for sure you'll have denzel just chewing on every single word it's gonna be great I'm so excited. And plus, <laughs> Apple um, has a great, um, like, kind of, uh, what do you call it? Like, they have their great access point for screeners and whatnot. Like, I think they have the best technology in terms of sending out screeners to critics and awards bodies that I've seen mm-hmm. personally. So I think they, I mean, they're Apple, so they're, they're decent with technology, right? <laughs> so I think they have that yeah. going for them. And then they finally kind of have the stuff that they can push properly as well so yeah. um i think this is gonna be a big deal yeah big step up from cherry <laughs> so. cherry does that that doesn't qualify oh yeah i know no. no no they already had that big awards push with the a few months ago i yeah. remember that it just you know, i don't know that they tried that, they try really an hard. asshole shot just it just didn't it just didn't work for the academy i guess i don't know i thought it was oh, great. i thought it was great <laughs> that killed it um, Nightmare Alley is one that I think me and Jonathan have, but Nick, you didn't have this one, did you? Um, well, I guess we're skipping ahead here, but that's in my bottom five. So it's there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it in a bit, but yeah. this is, it, it's gotta be one that we definitely look at now. Canterbury Glass also is another one you didn't quite have, I believe in the big five, but me and Jonathan did. Yeah. Um, David or Russell's a hack, so I'm not here for, uh, Canterbury Glass. Uh, <laughs> no, I just, I just don't. I'm not a huge fan of his movies. I understand that literally everyone in Hollywood is in this movie, but um, I don't know. I think that this was just me. Like, it's in one of my films to keep an eye on, where it's like this movie's probably going to contend for stuff, but I just didn't want to do that because I will have more fun talking about other movies on my list. <laughs> so, um, I, I, it's going to be there. I that that much is probably certain. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, what's your what's your take here? I mean, it's it's David O. Russell's a guy. I mean, love him or hate him, don't talk about him, but just talk about his. It seems like he's got, like, he's just so good at pandering to the Academy. Like, <laughs> ten. Yeah, I yeah, I gotta say, I I can't put my finger on it because I watch some of his movies and like, like sure you know whatever. Like, I don't I don't hate them. I don't think they're bad. I don't overly love them, but it, it I guess it just like strikes a nerve or something. Or he's a hell of a campaigner. But, like, I know, like, my girlfriend, like, loves Silver Linings Playbook. She sees something in that movie that I just can't see. I'm right there with so, you. I mean, it's just do not one of those things. Yeah. Uh, I don't hate Silver Linings Playbook, but, like, when I see all the nominations, like Jennifer Lawrence one, I was like, what the fuck is going on? But it just, it strikes a chord with people. You can't really I think a lot it. of it is that he just puts so many famous people in his movies. Where it's it's kind of <laughs> like, I mean, that's that is a little pandering to say, but yeah. it's, like, literally, like everyone he gets everyone together for his movies where it's kind of like you can't not look away or you can't look away you know where it's just like wow like you have this famous person come in and like i think you have like all these other people coming in i think denzel is in this movie as well right where it's just or there's someone his son. else 
Oh, it was Sadner. John David Sadner. Washington. Yeah. There's just like so many other, so many people I mean, in these. His so. movies get like four acting nominations. I know. It's, each cra- one, it's yeah. crazy. Like in each category. I'm like, what the, f- like, what, what kind of power is this? <laughs> yeah. He's got, he's cracked something. But yeah. So, I mean, that, that's one that we've got. Um, I just find it hard. Yeah. As you said, to deny someone who just, I mean, American also got 10 nominations total. It got blanked over 10, yeah, but it, it got 10. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I do want to quickly, though, talk about before we do segment on to our bottom fives, because uh, I think we've touched all the ones that kind of have been across the board. Um, uh, Nick putting In the Heights at number one yes, there. Yes. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, you crazy as hell. <laughs> it's, it's great. I just think, well, I'm looking at all, there's a big musical year. There's a lot of musicals coming out this year. And I'm looking at this one. It's coming out, what, May, June? Late May, something like that. June, yeah. It seems like it's yeah. going to be one of the first big events back in theaters. I mean, we have a quiet place and all that, but it seems like this is super, like, a bombastic, we're here, ready to go kind of movie. Like, gather around, let's watch this big musical. Um, it's the Lin-Manuel Miranda um, kind of bump there, but he's not in it, so that's great. Um, it's just, I think this movie's going to strike a chord. It seems like the kind of all of like the Twitter reactions. It was funny because people were had, had all of their like tweets ready to go for like first reactions when they saw the screener last year before it got pushed. And they just like all published mm-hmm. them now, like a couple weeks ago, which was kind of funny to see after a it's year. It's been in the drafts yeah, for a long now. time. There's so many drafts. And it seems like it's a, like a knockout of a movie or of a musical. So um, I think it's going to be a big time winner. I think it's going to be one of those that film Twitter loves. There's going to be a lot of crossover seems like it's going after a lot of interesting things in terms of racism and gentrification that I think will do well with the Academy. So I just think it's going to be, a looks like it's going to be a rollicking fun time. So that's my pitch. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets in, but I mean, number one is pretty, pretty bold, but honestly, I think as weird as it is to say the globes going away kind of hurts it. I agree. I, th- I think it does. Or maybe they wouldn't have nominated it because they're dumb. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But I, I feel like that was like a perfect Globes player. And it's kind of gone. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. I think that like just having that place to put a musical on the pedestal to start mm-hmm. the season would have been really good for this movie. It's going to need a SAG ensemble. And who knows? It could get in there. It's, it's a big cast. It could get in there. But yeah, it's it's certainly interesting. And we'll see what happens with the Globes. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's kind of funny. Another story. The one year that they're um, not here is the year that the comedy musical comedy ca- categories would be stacked, stacked. which is yeah. there's some kind of poetic justice there. Kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's insane. Like for me, I mean, you you look down the list there. What you got? I think I I, I saw someone tweet that there were like a dozen musicals, and they weren't exaggerating. Uh, but I, I can name off the top of my head like six or seven. Like it's a it's certainly a year for the musical. Um, and I mean, anything's better than the prom that we got last year, right? That was like our, oh, God. that was like our only musical last year. Right. So yeah, true. Yikes. Trash. <laughs> James we've, we've already talked uh, about the prom too much. Move, let's move on. <laughs> I, I do want to ask though, before we do move on, um, does anyone have next goal wins on their bottom five? Nope. Okay. So I want to talk about it now then. What do you, so yeah. I'm throwing here cause I'm confident. I think it's a movie that, I mean, as I said, take away the controversy of Hitler. Just have this those great tones that Tyke is able to Tyke is able to balance. That is such a good sentence. And just, oh, I'm just man. gonna clip that for I, use later on. 
<laughs> I think it's gonna I think it's gonna really strike a chord. I don't know. I just think it's gonna be one that people just love. I don't know. I, I got a feeling about it. So I'm putting it in there and and there's gotta be one comedy that rises to the top. Um but yeah, I'm 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 confident with it. Uh you think I'm crazy or, or what do you think? I don't think so, honestly. It's the return of Michael Fassbender, which I've been waiting for for years. Fuck yeah. Cause oh my god. Dude just so dude just disappeared waiting. and started become driving in formula one for like a few years after making the snowman and that was just like or in dark phoenix too yeah. it's just like i kind of want to see one of the best actors come back and act again so he's the lead in that and then it's taika i mean i'm sure he'll have a fun cameo in there as well but um yeah like i i wouldn't put it put it past the academy to award this one i think he's definitely arrived already with jojo rabbit so i wouldn't put it past him yeah yeah i mean, i i hope you're right I hope you're right. This is like one of my most anticipated, mainly because of Michael Fassbender, if I'm being real. He might be my favorite actor, if I'm being, if I have to think about it, maybe, I don't know. But the the combination of him, Taika, Elizabeth Moss is in it. It's like, it's a, based off a documentary that was like a true story. Apparently people love that doc too, apparently. Yeah, from what I've heard. I mean, it's just, the only thing that kind of holds me back is like, it's still like comedy sports movie. Yeah, those which, are too tough. You know, things, still have yeah. a lot of obstacles to climb, which is bullshit. I, I hate that I even have to say, like, oh, if it's a horror movie, it's automatically lower chances. It's stupid, but it's reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's let's segue down to the our bottom five here. I'll, I'll kick it off. I got Don't Look Up here to kick off my bottom five. You know, um, I was going to put it on the top five, but I switched it out for Next Goal Wins. I think you're smart there putting in your, your big five, uh, Nick, um, but... I've just I've just heard that this movie's re- like you had the big short which is pretty unapologetic and then Vice was very much uh, in your face satire but apparently this one he's just gonna go off the rails with it yeah. like he's really not gonna hold back with the satire and in a way that works in a way it may hold it back I do think it'll get a best picture nomination but I'm not like completely confident so I put it down here um has a Gucci I put down here as well probably my most anticipated of the year at this point like it's just shot up there i'm a huge ridley scott fan um he has made a, gr- a lot of great movies uh in in the past or in the last 10 15 years or so there's been some misses but i he's, he's certainly one of my favorites of all time and i think there's something special about him this year i think dropping two movies back to back months very different vibes uh last duel i'm pretty pumped for just seeing um matt damon and ben affleck do a do a screenplay together and come back with that uh but yeah, this is the one that I think is going to play. So how's the Gucci I got here? Then I got French Dispatch. Um, then I got West Side Story. And then I got The Eternals to round out the list there. Oh, so I'm going with like that. Uh, Jonathan, what's your what's your next five? That's that's an interesting five. Okay. Um, I also have The French Dispatch, even though I, I'm actually kind of nervous for that one in terms of its best picture chances. But as of right now in May, where we know fucking nothing, got to put it on there. I have Don't Look Up, and I have a lot of thoughts about that one, but I'm sure we'll get into it. Then I have The Power of the Dog, which, as I'm thinking about it right now, I I even forgot what the movie's even fucking about. But I know Kirsten Dunst is in it, Jesse Plemons, Jane Campion is directing it, I believe. So we'll see about that one. And then, so whenever there's a fixed 10, I think I mentioned this before, for some reason, just like the Academy just makes like more interesting picks in my opinion for best picture you get different genres things tend to sneak in there so i'm tempted to kind of just go for it i'm gonna do for my last two the northman yes. robert eggers 
and I will actually join you on Eternals. Thank you, sir. There you interesting, go. Interesting. <laughs> Nick, what, what do you got? All right. This is, it's going to get a little weird here at the end, but it's going to be fun. Uh, so my in my sixth spot, I had House of Gucci. Kind of just to echo everything you guys have said. It looks like it's going to be a, a banger of a movie. Uh, those those like set photos are unbelievable. Um, so good. But yeah, like Ridley Scott, I feel like he's a director who is as good as the script because his entire background was art direction. So he can make a beautiful looking movie, but then you like have a kind of an iffy script and he's not going to elevate that at all. He's just going to shoot the script and make it look beautiful. So kind of just comes down to that. The guy who wrote this movie is kind of, he has, doesn't really have many credits. So I don't really know what to lean either way on that. So we'll see, but a lot of great stuff in there with driver and Lady Gaga and Jared Leto and whatnot. Um, then seven, I have power of the dog as well. Um, yeah, Jane Campion, really renowned filmmaker that hasn't made a movie in a really long time, getting that Netflix money. So good to see that. And a lot of really good people in there. I got Cumberbatch as well in one of the lead roles. So I feel like that should be another player for Netflix. And then after that, I have Nightmare Alley, uh, which we talked about a lot already. And then the last two is where we get a little interesting. So I also have The Northman because, um, well, I'll read some quotes later on, but they just sound like this is the most amazing movie ever. And then my number 10 spot, I am taking a crazy flyer. Because um, the way I'm looking at this, it's we're kind of returning back to the norm of Oscars here where we had so much great representation this past year. And then this year, whether it's just the return of the old guard or a lot of movies that were postponed are coming back, it's just it's a lot of white dudes, movies made by white dudes about white people. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm trying to change it up a little bit here. Uh, so I'm going in my 10th spot with Don't Worry, Darling, directed by Olivia Wilde. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, just why not? It'll be, it's, this is, this one's yeah. for all the stands out there. Fuck it. We got Florence Pugh, we got Harry Styles, all those stands, and Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles started dating each other on set, which is just unbelievable. Why not? This movie's going to be a big deal. It's, a lot of people are going to see yeah, it. Box office yeah, success. Yeah, a lot of people guaranteed. are going to see it. So I figured, why not? Let's go for it. That's that's good. Uh, that's a that's wow. a solid solid list. Now we've got some stuff to talk about. Now that's good. Um, so we've all kind of got House of Gucci. I think we've talked about that a, a pretty much enough. Um, don't look up any anything you guys want to add for that film there. Yeah, uh, I guess I guess the script is like online or something like that. And that's, I just get people like messaging me all the time. They're just like, the script is bad. I keep hearing the script is bad. It's like super on the nose. Like very like force messaging or whatever i hear that i don't really care uh i i don't usually take that very seriously i felt like i heard the same thing about joker and then joker gets 11 academy award nominations and like you know when you're on set there's like so many rewrites and they never follow the script like exactly and it's adam mckay so i just i i hear the complaints I'm going to ignore that. Yeah, if if Vice was online and people read uh, that the movie ends in the middle and has like a scene of credits and then starts again, exactly. I feel like they'd have weird reactions to reading it, you know. But it, for me, that scene plays out pretty good. So yeah, I think that's a that's a worthy thing to know. But I don't know if it'll, it'll matter quite in the end. And that cast is crazy. That that cast is really crazy. I think even isn't Ariana Grande making an appearance in this? Yeah, as yeah, well. Wild. <laughs> yeah, Timothy Chalamet, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett. It's just <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys mentioned it. Did anyone else put West Side Story on your top tens nope. at all? I'm not here for it. 
Okay. So I got it on my bottom five here. I was actually about to put it in the top five and then I, uh, I pulled last minute, but I don't know. I think Spielberg, when he tries to go for, for Oscar bait, he doesn't quite miss like recently, yeah. even like maybe his movies mm. aren't winning everything, but I mean, what Bridge of Spies, War Horse, Lincoln, even the post got a best picture nomination. Um, I feel like he's got that pull and this seems like a movie that, I mean, apparently he's wanted to make it for like years and years and years. So I feel like there's going to be something to it. Now, the issue I see is obviously you have um, a lot of musicals this year. There's going to be like eyes on like everything, right? Tick, tick, boom. Um, Dear Evan Hansen's another one, right? Um, yeah. I forget who's leading that. I can't think of my head. Ben, ben Platt. Yeah. All oh, right. Ben Platt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you got obviously in the Heights, I think in the Heights, and West Side Story, it's going to like come down to them for who gets the big awards love. I think it's going to be tough. Like West Side Story is going to have that studio backing. It's going to probably on a technical level be very solid, uh, probably yeah. very solid sets, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But In the Heights just seems like the one that maybe people are going to fall for more and just love more with their hearts. It's going to be a really tough uh, going to be a really tough kind of battle here. And I don't see two musicals getting in, but I'm going to go West Side Story just because it is Spielberg. And like on a good day, this movie gets ten nominations. Yeah, right. Like probably. Yep. Yeah. So Just off the bat, I don't know. Like it's it's one I got to throw in there. You guys both put the Northmen, so let's uh, let's talk about that. <laughs> yes, I'm ready. All right. Um, I have Go I have ahead. a few quotes here from uh, Ralph Innocent, who's I think he's in the movie, but he's also the titular Green Knight in the Green Knight. Um, so he took a few looks at this movie. And um, this is what he had to say. So he said, it's an enormous movie. I saw a four-minute montage of some of the stuff they'd already shot, and I was really blown away. The marriage of Robert Eggers' imagination and Viking folklore, just Jesus, man, which that sounds great. Um, and then he talked about Alexander Skarsgård in particular. And he said, he said, Alexander Skarsgård looks like an absolute beast. He said, there's a scene where he beats this guy in a battle, bends down and rips his throat out with his teeth screams to the gods and he's got his shirt off and you think my god that's not a bodybuilder doing a scene that's a proper serious actor (laughs) so um yeah he goes on to say it looks like it'll probably be a masterpiece but just like Skarsgård ripping a guy's throat out with his teeth that's all i need to hear that sounds amazing and it sounds like it's gonna be this crazy epic and it's backed by focus features and they know they know how to how to do a campaign pretty well so i'm i'm just here for it i think with the with the extension to exactly 10 films that are getting nominated, I think stuff like this, which would normally probably be more of like a critic's choice darling, I think has a chance to sneak into the ninth or 10 spot. So that's why I did that. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about, I don't know if it was, I don't remember if it was off recording or, or on that, but apparently this is more in the same vein as gladiator versus some of his more artsy stuff. Like, I like The Lighthouse. I never for a second thought that was actually a serious contender for the Oscars. This one could be different, and maybe it is that sense of, like, okay, well, like, Robert Eggers is clearly, like, one of the best filmmakers we have working now. Maybe it's time to welcome him to the club in some way. I'm really just... I'm kind of willing it into existence, honestly, if I'm being real. Yeah, same here. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I put it on kind of a list of movies to look out for because I think it's going to... It's going to need uh, audience reception. I think it's going to need people to see it. It's going to need some of that. But holy, oh my God, I'm hyped for this movie. Like this is, like The Witch is really good. Lighthouse is really good. And and this just, the fact that I, I, I saw somewhere a budget might be $100 million. I don't know that's if that's amazing. true or not, but I, 
I hope that's true. That's ins- dope. Like that's up from the lighthouse and the witch being at like four and five million. Like that's kind of yeah. just to put it to scale. They saw those two movies. They thought, you know, this guy's got potential to make some uh, like a, a a big scale banger, and I'm hyped. Apparently, also there's like, I'm looking at who's doing the score here, and you got like some electronic people doing the score. That's that to me is exciting. I don't know. I'm I'm a fan of that in mm. in epics. Just this, I can I can already picture the landscape with some weird ass techno music. I'm pretty hyped. It, it's it's a good pick, but I'm I'm, I'm hesitant, and I don't, I don't quite know when it's going to come out. Too, I think it might come out this year, might come out next year. They don't really, yeah. we don't really know yet. But uh, I would not be surprised if it got zero Oscar nominations. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's got like it's got a huge. Uh, it's it's got like a big swing there. You don't really know where yeah. it's going to land. Um, but yeah, you gotta love that lighthouse cinematography nomination a couple years yeah. back. That was fun. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And plus, plus in this movie, um, Willem Dafoe plays a character called Hymir the Fool, which like, come on, like, what are we doing here? Like, that has to get a nomination yeah, somehow, on. right? Come on, that's a win. <laughs> no, it's let's <laughs> jump uh, into French Dispatch. Wes Anderson's French Dispatch. Um, I think so. We we've got it down at the bottom five. I think me and Jonathan, Nick, you put it in the top five, right? Yeah, I think. I look at it as, do I think it's going to win a lot of awards? Probably not, but I think it's a lock for like 10 nominations, kind of what we talked before. So I think that just puts it in there, I think. And it's one of those where, I mean, it's an anthology movie, it looks like, so there probably won't be any like actor nominations for it. Probably not. But um, I think people love Wes Anderson. They love his style. Um, And they think a lot of people think it's very delightful, and I would agree with that. And I think that lends to... Um, kind of Oscar glory here. Yeah, I'm a fan. I, I like Wes, but I think you look at his track record, a lot of his movies get some recognition here or there, right? Like Ed Moonrise Kingdom got a screenplay nomination. A couple of other, a couple of his other movies, sorry, got like one nomination here or there. Um, he really has just had one, right? Grand Budapest Hotel was a big player. It was probably like second or third that year in the Oscar race, right? It won like four Oscars that year or something like that um so it was a big player to me this movie feels like the same movie like it, it feels like it's 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 a big scale wes anderson movie big cast a lot going on so yeah i think it, it's safe to put it on here i just don't know if he's gonna kind of strike twice with that but i, I am confident that's going to get a bunch of tech nominations and that mm-hmm. might propel it for sure yeah that was a good point of the tech nominations because i yeah, don't know that, why i just have a feeling that like it might not be as strong but it's undeniable in the tech, so that could just yeah production it up. design all that yeah it'll be an easy shoe yeah. in there yeah um, and me and Jonathan went Eternals uh, similar to Nightmare Alley coming off yes. a coming off a Best Picture Best Director win Chloe Zhao's got the Eternals and it was really between this or Dune for me to squeeze in mm-hmm. one of the big blockbusters and I think mm-hmm. this is the one that seems like it's going to be more crowd pleasing more rousing and definitely is going to do better at the box office. However, I heard today China might not allow this thing to play. That's yeah. a hmm. big, big news. That and Shang-Chi, China might not allow either to play. Um, so, I mean, it's China's loss, right? I mean, this is uh, th- these movies are going to be big uh, elsewhere, and I do think Eternals has a shot of getting in. Black Panther got the best picture nom. Joker got the best picture nom. I think the floodgates have somewhat opened, and I think there's a good shot here for Eternals to uh, slide in there. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna take it a little bit, maybe too too much brain in this one, but 
in a year that we just had where almost like just no person either cared or like knew about these movies like what was the most like watched best picture nominee like last year like i don't even i mean i don't even know what that would be like chicago seven Promising yeah Animal, like I don't, i'd I don't say know. chicago seven yeah probably 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 so like i i feel like there is going to be like definitely more awareness to focus on these bigger studio movies and uh in in like i said in a year where there's 10 usually something like this gets in where there's like i don't mean this to degrade it but like the popular movie usually tends to slide in so it it could be dune it's just that dune from the book from my friends who have told me from myself it's like insanely hard to adapt like it's like a whole new world with languages that you don't even know what the fuck you're in and they're like doing like half the movie i don't know eternals just seems more accessible and easily ready and it feels like one of those things that's not exactly like canon to the mcu like i feel like it'll definitely have tie-ins to the mcu but i also feel like it could probably operate on its own and i feel like that'll help its obstacles yeah and plus they're actually shooting outside for a change right and that amazed kevin yeah, foggy like... <laughs> um yeah he's like what the fuck yeah i think i think you guys make great points i think for me i think i take the other side of it where i think it's just such an unknown quantity to me where i have no idea what the eternals are um and i don't really pretend to know so i think for me it was just kind of like i this seems like i think others seem more of like a sure bet i don't know i mean maybe don't worry darling don't worry darling is not more of a sure bet than this one but uh (laughs) i don't know i just i look at it i just i don't know i think there's still a little bit of a stigma towards superhero movies in the oscars so i think this is a shot in the dark yeah it's fair i mean it's it's tough but i mean the track record of directors coming off their best picture wins has often been solid with just rack, raking up nominations and such. So I, I, I don't know. I got, I got a feeling we'll see though. Um, I do want to jump into just some other things we're looking at. The first one is uh, the power of the dog. Cause you guys both have that on there, but I didn't, I am looking at that movie pretty closely. The, the premise seems really cool. I think it's like you got uh, Kristen Dunst and Benedict Cumberbatch. They're married or something. And then you got Jesse Plemons who's trying to sabotage the marriage. Sounds great. Like, okay, that sounds great. Um, so, so I'm excited for it. I just kind of want to see how it plays. Um, another one here, though, Dune, obviously, is one that I'm looking at. And I'm looking at it because it could take that Eternal spot of kind of the popular movie, but it needs more. Like, it needs more than Eternals does. Eternals is automatically going to be a global sensation at the box office. Yeah. Dune needs not only critical acclaim, but it needs a, it needs a shit ton of money as well. It needs to make a lot of money. Yeah. And it's just going to be tough to do. But if it does do that, it'll get in. I already know Dune's going to get several nominations uh, in the tech mm-hmm. categories. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But it's just kind of going to be a. It's just kind of going to be a question of is this thing? It, does it have enough to get to the arrival level of Denny, or is it more of like a Blade Runner? You know, it's 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 that. And Blade Runner did great, right? Five noms, two wins. That's great. But uh, is it a Best Picture uh, contender? We'll see. Um, I feel bad for him though. I mean, there's there's so much riding on this movie. It feels like like if this feels like the one movie this year where you're kind of holding your breath until it comes out. Yeah, it's a crazy bet by Warner Brothers because it's probably, what, $200 million? Like, no one really, like, I feel like people have, like, they're like, oh, yeah, Dune is a thing that exists, but they know nothing about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, did David Lynch make a movie about that? I can't remember. Maybe they did. Um, But, yeah, I think it was really smart of them to just put everybody in in Hollywood in this movie so they can blast Mm -hmm. out, uh, like... um, things on instagram like hey go watch this and things like that because yeah i think this movie is its oscar success is entirely predicated on how well it does 
I think if it's a if it's a yeah. box office success, I think it makes it in as like a kind of a, you did it kind of Lord of the Rings style congratulations on this major yeah. success kind of thing. But yeah, if it's if it goes more like Blade Runner and flops a little bit, I think it's just a tech category movie. Yeah, Dune has to be like Mad Max basically. Like it, it has yeah, to like much. sweep up the audiences. They have to love it. It has to be a success at the box office. Which I mean, it makes me feel better that this is. Denis Villeneuve's like passion project that this isn't just like a movie that he just like signed up to do like he really wanted to do this so that makes me feel better but it's still such an iffy movie yeah it's tough certainly um I'm hyped though it's it's gotta be I mean I said House of Gucci but that's probably second to Dune now uh that's that Dune's probably number one um another movie I'm looking at is uh In the Heights um we've talked about this but Blonde is the other one I'm looking at so I snub Anadarmus in my five uh and it (laughs) So I, so then I put this movie here because I want to keep an eye on it. If it does well, I'll probably change my mind throughout the throughout the season. But that's, that's my bold. <laughs> that's my take. What other what are the what are the films are you guys looking at? I'll start with Nick there. What's what's kind of on your mind here for uh, kind of our May look at the twenty twenty two Oscars? Yeah, Dune was one of them. I was like, uh, I think this is probably a better bet than Don't Really Darling, but why not? So I'm keeping an eye on it. Canterbury Glass, as I mentioned before. Um, also, Coda, which was the uh, Sundance jury, and I also believe the audience winner this year, which I saw and I think is fine. But I think it's a major, it's a major crowd pleaser already. People are like going nuts for this movie, so I think that's another Apple movie as well. So I think if they can yep. platform it correctly, then they can. Um, I think this has a shot. Um, Red, White, and Water was another one. It's a smaller A24 movie. Jennifer Lawrence is the lead in it. I think Brian Tyree Henry is in it as well. Um, just seems like it's a big comeback year for Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like in one way or another, all these movies will be combined together in terms of the kind of the the wave to get Jennifer Lawrence nominated in some capacity, you know? Kind of like with ScarJo a few years ago where it was, she had the two nominations or the possibility of two nominations. Um, kind of like one of those things where she has multiple projects going on that propel her to some kind of Oscar glory. Um, then I have two weird ones. Maybe I'm just really excited because I watched the Green Knight trailer like 50 times, but I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm curious to see what happens here. Like, I feel like this is lower lower scale Dune in terms of this is like hard fantasy, and if it works out really well and audiences like it, I think there's a chance that it does something well. I think there's definitely it look. It could be Blade Runner. Yeah, and it looks like it's a cinematography like not a oh, it maybe so not a lock good. because I don't really know, but yeah. like I think it, it looks gorgeous, right? It's, yeah. Oh man, that, it's it, it's it's obviously going to be cheaper. Uh, it's obviously going to be less of a budget too than Dune and probably The Northman as well. So it's going to be kind of your. Uh, it's going to kind of be your cheap uh, fantasy epic out of the, out of the three. And it just, it's it, so it won't need to do as much as the yeah. other ones maybe to be seen as successful, but Oh God, that trailer just fucking phenomenal. I've watched it so many times, just one year hence I'm ready for it. Um, I want to frame like each, each like, scene, <laughs> like just on my it's, wall. Uh, it's amazing. The year of death Patel. Um, but then my last one, complete shot in the dark here. Are, do we have any thoughts on the many saints of Newark? The Sopranos uh, prequel. What? Do we have any thoughts here? Because maybe this is another one where this is just me stuck in my head here where I'm actually going through the Sopranos for the first time right now. And um, I mean, people go nuts for it. Like Sopranos, when you talk talk about the Mount Rushmore of TV shows, Sopranos is always brought up. And I'm curious to see how this works out. 
I think there's a chance if it's really, really good, something happens here because it's a, it'll be a mob movie so that's accessible to a lot of people. People love Sopranos. Uh, a lot of people that were involved in the show are involved in the in this movie as well. So, and James James Gandolfini's kid is playing is in the movie as well as the lead character. So, I have no idea. My bet is that this probably will amount to nothing in terms of Oscars. But I just wanted to mention it. So maybe I look smart in a few months. Yeah, I'm. That's that's an interesting pick. That's a no for me. <laughs> um, just because the the director did uh, Thor: Dark yeah, World, Alan Taylor, and Terminator Genesis. Yeah, it's tough. The writer did one of the Planet of the Apes from like Tim Burton, which is not good. But that's a that's a bold pick. Yeah, so could happen. I was I think because Brennan and I talked about this when we did our most anticipated movies of the year as well. Where that that part of it is really tough. But then also. <laughs> um, like Alan Taylor directed a lot of the, the Sopranos episodes and they were all pretty good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's kind of, so it's yeah, a, it's kind of like, I don't really know. Maybe he's back in his wheelhouse or maybe it's just more Genesis nonsense. I don't know. This, yeah, this movie isn't, he's not shooting Thor, the dark world. Right. So I feel more confident in his abilities to shoot something. Probably be better. Yeah. yeah. It's it's more in the vein of the TV show than it is in, in uh, MCU movie. Right. So he's, he's probably not, he's probably a director for hire for those uh, studio movies. Oh, right? He's yeah. probably not. Yeah. So so I do feel like he's probably going to be more in his element. I'm just going to, I mean, I'm excited for it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going to say no on the basis of movies from TV shows. I just don't know. I'm, I'm just yeah. not in on it, but it is, I, I do feel confident. No, it's going to be yeah, don't movie, get me wrong. So. I, I don't think this will amount to anything, but you know, why not? Just throw it out there. <laughs> Jonathan, anything else you got your eye on here? Uh, so we said most of them. So, you know, Dune in the Heights, next goal wins, but okay, here we fucking go. All right. Mass, okay? <laughs> Mass, I've seen it. Unlike these, where they could all end up being dog shit. They could, right? It's possible. I've seen Mass, and I know it's good. And I know the acting is... Und- I need two nominations at least, motherfucker, Bleecker Street, okay? <laughs> you hear me, Bleecker Street? I need two nominations in the acting categories. I don't care which one. Put Jason Isaacs in Best Supporting Actress for all I give a shit. I don't care. I need this one. It was already going to have a hard time getting in Best Picture, if I'm being real, because it's so small. It really is basically like the father. It's just people talking in one location. So it was always going to be tough. It's even tougher this year with all these fucking studios coming out. But this, this is, it's, it still has a, it has a play. Because Bleecker Street, and I'm pretty sure I'll talk about this in my video, they have like the opposite problem of Netflix, where Netflix has like 10 movies they need to campaign. And they don't know which one to put the focus on until it's later. Bleecker Street, this is like, this is it for them. This is it. So that is my passion rant for Mass putting it on the table. Yeah, it's gonna need it's gonna need all the help we can get, right? Um, yep. So I got you. We'll segue <laughs> out of that best picture now. We'll jump into best actor. So let's just quickly shoot through all of ours and maybe have a small discussion. But so I've got my five here. I got Denzel Washington for Tragedy of Macbeth. That's the only one that I feel like really good about personally. The acting is de- it's definitely uh, more difficult to look at individual performances than it is to maybe look at a movie that we haven't seen. Um, but yeah, so I, I got Denzel there. I got Michael B. Jordan for A Journal for Jordan. Um, I got Peter Dinklage there for, don't know how to pronounce it, but what, Serrano, is it? Um, I don't know why. I just feel good about that. <laughs> uh, sure. Got Christian Bale for Canterbury Glass. I feel like, I mean, as we said, this man pulls into acting nominations, David O. Russell, right? So... Got to throw that in there. Then I got Michael Fassbender for Next Goal Wins. I just, 
I feel like he's going to, he's going to be animated as a coach of, of one of the worst soccer teams in the world. Right. He's got to have some scenes where he's throwing some stuff around. So it's, it's screaming. Oh, that's going to be so good. So that's, you might, have, you might have swayed uh, me on that. I might have to make a last <laughs> second change. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's my five there. Nick, what do you got? Um, I also have Denzel for tragedy of Macbeth. That seems just like a lock. It's Denzel in a, what seems like a movie of some prestige. So he's going to get nominated. Um, second, I had a Cooper Hoffman because you figure lead in a PTA movie, probably, uh, yeah. seems like a good bet. Um, I had Leo DiCaprio and don't look up, but now you've kind of swayed me. That I want to change that to Michael Fassbender. Mm. So I might do Michael Fassbender instead. Um, Damn. and then I had Christian Bale and Canterbury glass. And here's one of my other flyers. I have Adam driver in Annette because why not? Oh, wow. cause this is the way I look at it. Every, every year or so there are these performers who get nominated from these pretty obscure movies that are either international language internationally funded or just they're not showing up in any other categories i'm thinking of like willem dafoe and at and at attorney's gate or vigo mortensen and captain fantastic or um like or uh, even um what's 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 his face oh antonio banderas from pain and glory this does happen quite a bit Mm. So I feel like Adam Driver or Annette is going to be a film Twitter favorite. And I feel like yeah. it seems like he's going to be a very showy role in that movie because he's what, like a stand-up comedian slash musical performer in that. So he's going to be going for it. So I think this is one of those where it's kind of the weird, he's not going to win, but we we see you kind of a nomination, you know? So that's the one weird, yeah. that's yeah. The one, weird one I wanted to throw in there. Yeah, and you know what? I finally watched the trailer. It looks great. So I'll just say that. Jonathan, what do you got? <laughs> Thanks, Brennan. Thanks for your support. <laughs> uh, so I also have Denzel. I mean, duh. I have Christian Bale as well. Canterbury Glass, like you said. It's hard to deny the acting uh, from David o. Russell's movies. I have Will Smith for King Richard, a movie that I am not confident in uh, being great. But like even Will Smith and like Ali, like just he gets in. So I have him there. Um, I'm a little conflicted because I don't know how I feel about Bradley Cooper and Nightmare Alley. Um, I I guess I will just stick with him for now as kind of like a default check. And then, motherfucker, I'm doing Jason Isaacs and Matt. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yes, we are. <laughs> so the, yes, we are. There you go. I mean, that's fair. Um, so all three got Denzel. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, how could we not? Like, this guy gets in for Roman, uh, for Roman J. Uh, Israel Esquire, right? Oh, like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's movie. That's like it's. Mo- I forgot about that movie. <laughs> and he gets in, right? So I mean, he's he's the king, right? He, he's he's the king, and in a movie that's actually going to be a big player. Yeah, I mean, he's getting in. Um, Lock. It's funny we say this now. We haven't seen it, but I mean, yeah, we got to say <laughs> it, right? It's it's Denzel <laughs> in a Joe Cohen movie. Um, we both got Christian Bale. I mean, we we spoke about. David O. Russell's poll. Um, I think it was I the only one with Michael B. Jordan. He was my yeah. Six, I was looking at him as six, well. Yeah. He was a tough omission. I feel like that's another movie that's going to need a little bit of uh, following from audiences. I, I feel like it's going to need a little bit of a push to get to get in there. But I do think he's an actor that has kind of become quite big in Hollywood uh, over the last few years. Yeah. So I do think it's kind of time. And even that's kind of why I throw Peter Dinklage in there for a movie that I can't really. Serrano, I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. I throw that in there. I think Joe Wright is the director of that film. Yep. And he always has, uh, his, his movies always get a little bit of 
uh, attention. But I feel like also Peter Dinklage is having a moment uh, these last few years. Um, Game of Thrones, stuff like that. I just feel maybe it's time to get uh, a Best Actor nomination. Who knows? Um, yeah, we're going to will uh, your uh, Adam Driver hope into I'm existence ready. there, Nick. I can't wait. Hopefully. I just, like, I just, I'm ready for it. We, They do like to anoint these weird performances from very known people in movies that barely yeah. any people see. So I went not. Yeah. And the movie just looks like know, that's I, awesome too. So. <laughs> I think with Adam Driver, I think we can all agree. We look at what he's doing this year. He's got three movies and they're all maybe going to be players for some sort of uh, trophies at some place or another, right? Obviously, maybe Annette's not going to be an Oscar player, but it's going to do probably well it can. Um, but Adam Driver's got a lot going on. So I didn't throw him in, but he's got to get in for one of those three, right? Last Duel, House of Gucci, internet like i don't know he's got to do he's got to get in for something i really want to know the placements yeah that's true i feel like he could be supporting in a few of those but yeah like there's there's got to be something there um but yeah i want to move to actress now because i feel like it's more interesting i don't know i think the ladies are putting up like a a real fight here i think my list could have gone like 20 deep um so just like in in uh, 2020 it seems like this year, we're going to have a really solid Best Actress lineup. I'll start with mine. I got um, uh, Jennifer Hudson for Respect. I think she's just going to get nominated everywhere. I think she's got the perfect recipe for an awards performance. And, I mean, even Andre Day gets in. Uh, for, in my opinion, Aretha Frank- Franklin is more popular than Billie Holiday. I don't know, like, if I'm right on that, but she seems... I would, I would, say, so. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, she seems... Like, that, that's... Uh, I'm, I'm not super educated on singers of that day but it seems like aretha franklin's someone that i knew um before i heard about a movie coming out with with her kind of as a lead yeah. right so i just i got jennifer hudson there i got francis mcdormand um tragedy of Macbeth. i mean how could we not coming off an oscar win um i throw in lady gaga for house of gucci i think she's she's kind of becoming uh, the it thing and then i got kristen stewart for spencer i think this is it for her i think um, you got a good director there, and he 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 made it work with with Natalie Portman and Jackie. I think that movie was was. I'm a fan of that movie, and I think she was phenomenal. So I think he can get another one of those performances out of her. And you know what? Just that whole element of the royals, I think, is so big right now. The crown is so big, and just just it just seems so big that I just have a have a good feeling about her there. And then I got lastly Jennifer Lawrence for Red, White, and Water. Um. She's playing a war veteran, a disabled war veteran, right? And yeah, for me, it's tough. It's an A24 movie, and it's it could go one of two ways. It could be really slow, a little odd, and not accessible, and she won't get in. Or it can go kind of the other way, and she will get in because she gets nominated for almost everything she does. Um, so that's my five there. What do you got, uh, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, well, real quick on Red Wine Water. Apparently, they're doing reshoots next month, so... Don't know what that means, oh, but interesting. just drop of info there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, for actress, uh, also have Frances McDormand for *Tragedy of Macbeth*. Obviously, I'm gonna guarantee, film drunk guarantee, she's not winning. No fucking <laughs> way she's winning Best Actress, and I uh, can't wait to look stupid. But um, okay, that's that. Just because winning four Oscars, I mean, holy f- okay, whatever. Um, I also have Kristen Stewart and uh, Spencer. Feel like it's maybe time for that recognition lady gaga hasaguchi maybe probably the most common person you're seeing on these predictions right now 
along with Ana de Armas in Blonde, which I'm sure we will talk about. Okay, and then fifth slot, I'm I'm not going to lie. I have written down Martha Plimpton in Mass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm I I'm gonna change it to Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog, but yeah, Martha Plimpton's great. I hope it happens. Yeah, I gotta watch Mass. Gotta watch that. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> god damn. All right, Nick, what do you got? Um, yeah, so Kristen Stewart was a really tough omission because I feel like that will probably be one of my favorite performances of the year, but I could see her getting snubbed. I don't know why. I just feel like that's a yeah. strong possibility. Totally. But um, I have Anna Darmus in Blonde, which I think, yeah, we're going to get to in a second. And then I also have Lady Gaga in House of Gucci. Just looks like a straight movie star performance where she's wearing fun clothing. So, like, yeah, seems like a shoe-in. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have Jennifer Hudson for Respect. It just... You, you're playing a, a well-known singer. Jennifer Hudson's a good singer. I feel like that's normally how the Oscars work, and she'll get a nomination for that. And that'll be kind of like Judy, where that'll be the only place that respect shows up. Um, I also have Frances McDormand for Macbeth. Just, yeah, just because. And then, um, continuing the Don't Worry Darling train here, I put Florence Pugh as the last one. Wow. Wow. So you know, yeah. we love Florence Pugh, man. We do. Will it into existence? True. We do. I'm here for yeah. it. Just, I think this movie is going to be a really big deal. I think it's Harry Styles. So go. many people are going to see it be, just literally because of him. And then Florence Pugh is in it. My girlfriend. And then Chris Pine is also in it. I think Kiki Lane is in there as well from Beale Street Could Talk. Uh, just crazy cast and Olivia Wilde. I feel like there there is movement to kind of pronounce Olivia Wilde as like the next big director. What, what genre is this movie again? Psychological thriller. Horror. Yeah. It's a nineteen fifties yeah. okay. set okay. psychological thriller. So maybe it, it might be too genre y in the end for the Academy, but um who knows? I don't know. It it seems like it's got something to say. So I mean I'm I, I think there's gotta be something there. So yeah, that's a that's a neat one. I think the conversation though has to be around Honor to Armis and Blonde because I'm against it. And you guys are for it right now, though. I mean, we got to see the movie, but it is May. As I said, it's a blank canvas, and my canvas mm-hmm. doesn't include Honor to Arms for Blonde. Um, I just don't know if I don't know if she can pull that off. I, I really don't know. I want to see the movie. I, I want to see the movie. You got a director there who's quite interesting, as we said. He made what was it? The um, assassination assassination of the coward. What Jesse James? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, keep going. Never seen it, so. Killing Them Softly as well is one of the most divisive movies out there, right? I think he's a he's an interesting director who's going to bring... I mean, there's going to be something unique about this movie, um, but I just don't know if she can do it. Uh, I'm not super confident. Yikes. Love Honor Armas. Love her, but I don't know. The Honor Armas stand account's coming after you after this podcast, that's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're typing away right now. I mean, it's it's fair. It's fair. I mean, it's, it's going to be something where... She has to like blow people away. And I actually think that because there's probably a lot of people who probably have your mindset where they're like, like really like Ana de Armas is playing like Marilyn Monroe. So like that could the like initial like shock factor of like, holy shit, she is so good. Could even propel it up. Honestly, I don't think she's going to win because I know, I mean, there's no point like predicting a winner right now, but I've seen a lot of people predict her to win. I don't really see it, but I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It seems like it seems like from everything I've read about the movie, where it's going to be very strange because it's kind of mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe, but not really. 
as well. So it's like this weird kind of Elseworld kind of thing, I guess, where it seems a little galaxy brain, but I'm kind of here for it. So I think she's great. I think this is the kind of role, I mean, obviously, beautiful woman. So I think this is kind of one of the things that she can True. really, like, this. it's a big movie star role. And I think she kind of has that sort of elegance to pull this off. So I guess we're opposed there, Brennan, but... <laughs> No, she, she's very elegant. She can pull it off, but I don't know. I don't know. You heard it here first. Ronald Dallas is quite elegant. Um, yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm excited, though. I think this is going to be such a fun fall, like for movies. I'm just so hyped. Um, let's move on to director, which I found to be the most difficult, making a making a five for. I don't know, I don't know if you guys agree, but the acting was kind of – I wouldn't call the acting easy, but like I had some people in mind. The directing was kind of difficult, um, but I got here – I got – Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. I got Wes Anderson for The French Dispatch. I got Guillermo del Toro for Nightmare Alley. Paul Thomas Anderson for Soggy Bottom. And then I throw in Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. I just think he's got the pull. Uh, We'll see. But it's just there's so many juggernauts this year. Like there's so many just big time Academy directors that are making movies this year. Like they got to push this category to like 10 nominees this year. Like it's just, uh, it's insane. Um, Nick, what do you got for your five? Yeah, I think I want on, on the opposite side of the musicals here, and I picked John M. Chu as one of the directors, mostly because oh, wow. in my head I compare the new West Side Story to Mary Poppins Returns from a few years ago, where it's like, oh, it's this soft mm. sequel slash reboot of a thing you know and love, and people were like, oh, this is gonna be a big deal, and then everyone saw it and was like, yeah, it's fine, and everyone totally forgot about it. I don't even think that movie did particularly well financially. So for some reason, I kind of put that in the same vein where it's like, why do we need this movie? I don't really understand. Like, I get that Spielberg wanted to make it, but he also can just be like, hey, give me money and I'll make this thing. And some studio will be like, yeah, sure. Go ahead, Steven Spielberg. Uh, So I don't know. I'm just not crazy about that movie. So I went with John M. Chu instead. Then I did PTA for Soggy Bottom. Then I did Adam McKay for Don't Look Up because I just... I don't think he's going to win, but I think the movie is going to be, like I said, conversation starter, both in good ways and in bad. So I think he gets in, and he's going to be doing a lot of crazy stuff in that movie, like we've seen with The Big Short and um, The Vice, where the camera's going to be flying around. There's going to be a lot of interstitials of stuff like what and whatnot thrown at you. So I think it's, it'll be a big directory movie. Um, and then I have the same, I have Wes Anderson as well. I just think that'll, that movie will be looked at as a very, like, wow, look at the achievement that he did. Because there's going to be so many moving parts and whatnot. So I have him there. And then my last one, I also have Jan Campion for The Power of the Dog. Just that there's not all dudes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my five. Nice. Um, okay, so I have PTA, Soggy Bottom. I have Jane Campion as well, The Power of the Dog, because you can't have all good dudes. Guillermo del Toro, Nightmare Alley. Uh, Ridley Scott, House of Gucci, and then I am predicting the Thomas Vinterberg, Pavel Pawlikowski of this year with Asgar Farhadi, Let's go. a hero, the director of a Separation. I love it. Okay, that's a that's that's really smart. I was looking to see who I could throw on my list that would be in that vein, uh, but I couldn't kind of come to a conclusion on one. So I'm gonna wait till like October to make that Is call. Leo's carrots for Annette? <laughs> no. Yes. No. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it's it's interesting, though. I mean, this one, we just really don't know, right? I feel like it's, I mean, all, all of it we don't know, but I mean, that's the fun of 
kind of predicting 2022 Oscars in May of 2021. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we got a lot of the same people here for the most part. Um, did, did you guys all have Guillermo del Toro? I didn't. No, I did. Yeah. No, you didn't. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's a movie that like you got the tech and that's kind of going to add up yeah. to like, he's going to take that, that, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Anyone see a Chloe Zhao potential here for a director nomination for Eternals? Sure. Why not? <laughs> no, no, but I mean, yeah, I don't really sure. see it either, but um, I like, I'm not going to rule against it. That'd yeah. Be crazy. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It, it's tough, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's such a jam packed year for the most part. Um, like, like, I know you guys were as well to make to make this uh, list, but going through what's coming out, it's just insane, and I'm really hyped for it. And uh, I hope this is because we do need a little bit more of a break from Oscars. This, this should be our last episode for a little while on Oscar uh, content. <laughs> um, but I do want to I do want to uh, thank you guys very much for coming on. A lot of great picks there, uh, Nick. Any last thoughts pertaining to uh, your beloved Annette? Um, yeah, movies are back. I'm ready. That's it. There you go. Jonathan, how about Mass? Anything you want to want to leave us on with Mass? Bleaker Street, if you need help, just hit me up. I I will go hard for it. <laughs> um there you go and it's going to be it's going to be a great season. So uh we'll be back in a few months for sure just kind of with a midway point of the year kind of checking in on on, on some of these Oscar movies. But with that, it's another great episode here of the Movie Battle Podcast. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, you can check out Jonathan's stuff at The Film Drunk on YouTube. And all the uh, Movie Apple stuff is obviously on our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that, and movieapple.com. Uh, thanks again. We'll be back this weekend with just kind of our weekly episode. 